I appreciate that in Jag, they never got together until like the Wait, last. Well, excuse me? Jag. Jag? You never watched Jag? That may be the first time I've heard Jag referenced in 20 years. <laughs> what? Jag's like, <laughs> my, Jag's like my favorite show. Welcome to the Board Game Snobs Podcast. Critically harsh reviews with a touch of class. Engage. Welcome, everyone. This is I, Jerry, the star of the Board Game Snobs podcast. It's getting progressively um, conceited. No, it's not conceited. It's factual. Prim- no, no. Yes, it's From factual. primary host to star? Well, I have given up the title of primary host. I'll tell wow. Yes. I have. Because one of our listeners settled the lifelong debate. That we've been having lifelong, two, well, the life of the show debate. The life of maybe uh, two years. Fruit fly. Yes. Who is the host of the board game snobs? Many questions have plagued our listeners. This more than all others. <laughs> Luke, who cares about our number ones? Yes. Who is truly our top tens? Yes. Our favorite genre. Who is truly the host but of this who? podcast? Who is the primary host? Of this podcast. It has been settled, and settled by none other than Lindsay. Let me read you this. Lindsay, of course, contacted us via the Instagram. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter. Via telekinesis. And uh, you can email us at boardgamesnobs at gmail.com. This is a Board Game Snobs podcast. This is about board games. But technically, we also like to banter for a little bit. Lindsay! Which is what this is, just foolish banter. Says the following. Not sure if I can sell your co-host host debate, but Gabby is the obvious host, and Jerry is like a guest. The host is gracious and entertaining and the foundation of the show. The guest is exciting, does most of the talking, and is the star of the show. (laughs) I find that Jerry's voice is both soothing Uh, and borderline. She she just then lost all credibility. His hair is luscious. She didn't say that. (laughs) Uh, Yes, so Lindsay. See, your conceit continues to grow. To continue this analogy, much like how George Lopez was the star of Beverly Hills Chihuahua, (laughs) I am the star. He was not the Chihuahua. Who was he? He was the original one, wasn't he? No, a girl was Drew Barrymore was the Chihuahua. I think in the first one it was she George was the Lopez. Beverly Hills Chihuahua. Chihuahua. George Lopez was. Oh the, wait, you know I've never seen the movie, <laughs> so I don't know. We'll have to consult Eric on this one. Eric will figure it out. So uh, I'm the primary host, is what you got out of that. Yeah. So go ahead, continue. Do your hosting duties. All right. Well, ask me questions. Oh, <laughs> you just <laughs> tell me. Excuse me. Let me get my black barrel here. My uh, what is this again? Oh, uh, the alcohol I provide for you as when a good you come host to my would. house as a good host should. Jameson, <laughs> Bla- Jameson Black Barrel. Um, oh. There's an. Un- would you quit tearing my table apart? Tell me. Ask me about my day. Jerry, how was your day? It was fine. Thank you for asking. Uh, I got off today because it was rainy. Thank you. Thank you, Rain. I have been looking forward to precipitation. winter. Precipitation. <laughs> precipitation. I've been looking forward to precipitation for quite some time, for at least the summer months. Because I've been working 
very hard providing for my family. You seem to be talking a lot about yourself, which is not what a host should do, but I will. Oh, ban- that's why I'm just following your example. I will banter you just back. You got to be talking about how you were the star and your luscious hair. No, I <laughs> No, Yes, you did. It's pronounced air <laughs> of the air oh, of the no. board game snobs. The silent H. Yes, the silent H. Um, this is something I found that kind of made me sad, but also quite humorous. Tell me. A kangaroo f- first spotted in the wild with a bucket stuck on its head five months ago has resurfaced. How is it surviving? It says uh, (laughs) at residents of the Noosa area of Queensland, I don't know where that's at, nicknamed Buckethead by locals, was first spotted about five months ago when the handle of a bucket stuck around its neck. Oh, I'm sorry. I was confused. I thought the bucket actually was no, over its head. He wasn't just hopping around. So there's in a bucket blind connect. He's got the little he's got around the, his neck. He's got the little thing to the handle around. Yes. It. Okay. So it's just like the bucket's just hanging. It's just from hanging his neck. there. And people are concerned about bucket. Head. I would be too. And I'm kind of concerned. I hope he's okay. This was uh, from about a month ago. Bruno, get down there and take care of it. Not Bruno. Where's Queensland? You mean Troy? Troy, Bruno, any one of them. Um, they try to remove the bucket and catch him, but he's he's crafty. He's a crafty. Maybe he's renovating his uh, pouch. He's a crafty. <laughs> what if he was born without a pouch? And he just he's stuck this, he, he carries like, this, got this bucket to carry the kids in. This will work. <laughs> I've got this bucket around my head. Who needs a pouch? Oh, but that pales in comparison to an actual pouch. Oh, man. It's not bad at all. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Try not to laugh. It's probably, he probably it's has filled a, water. It's food. He just bounces around and eats out of it. You know, it's his, it's his food. It's his, his lunch food pail. tray. That'd be nice. That's kind of like when I sit down and I just set stuff on my belly because my belly's large enough. I can just prop a plate up on it now. What's those things they put on horses? They put food in it and they put a muzzle so, uh, on it and just eat out of that. It's an oat something. Yeah, it's something like a, oats. like an oat bag. I was just thinking one of these days we're going to get to where the drive feed bag feed bag, bag. drive throughs are just going to do that. You're just going to pull up. They're going <laughs> to put your put food in neck. here, put it around your neck, so you can keep both hands on the wheels, and you just eat your fries out of this bag. That would be nice. Welcome to America. <laughs> <laughs> Here's your chicken sandwich. <laughs> keep both hands on the wheel. Watch the road. Oh. Uh, do you, do people in Europe? I've noticed this. I've noticed that, that would help your neck and like this double chin, perhaps. Yeah, you yeah strengthen your strengthen your jowls. Working out. <laughs> That's what Bubba right now is in Europe. He's taking off. No, oh. by the time of this podcast, he will either be in Rome. Must be nice. Or he's either in Rome or Paris right now. They're going to three major metropolises in Europe in the course of. About three days apiece. Yeah, he's just going to visit Rome for a little bit. Then he's going to visit. They're just driving through. He's just driving through. He's going to drive. He's going to see Rome for a little bit. We're landing. Paris. As soon as we land, we got to get out of here. <laughs> Quick. Everybody take some pictures <laughs> to Paris as fast as we can go. Where in the world is Bubba? Oh. And then he's going to go to London. And I, What about, okay, so Bubba keeps trying to get you and me, but he knows that you have a better chance of going to Essen. Right. I will never go to Essen, just FYI. Because you can't get on a plane. It's not because I physically can't get not, on a not plane. Not due to size restrictions, I but choose, it's because of your nerves. I, I want to clarify that. That's what you meant, right? I have to book three seats. <laughs> That's not true. I'm being self-deprecating. How much weight have you lost? 
You've lost a lot. Um, not much since the last time we discussed. Well, it. the last time, no. But you're you have been you're starting you're starting your downward trend. You're doing it. Uh, well, if I can stick to it, yeah. Yes, we need everybody to send encouraging thoughts. <laughs> Encourage, encourage me. Yes, this encourage. Well, you you made, can do it. You lost a lot of weight and I maintained it. I need more it. than just gifs of Rob Schneider from Waterboy saying you can do it. I've seen all those I can handle. Uh, well, I'm still on the tequila diet. That's working for you. But no, you're not going to Essen because you can't get on a plane. Uh, this is the deal. You have a phobia. Yes, because it's not, it's not even it's not even that I'm worried, okay, I'm in a tin can up in the air 30,000 feet. Right. Yes, that goes through my mind quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I just don't like the restriction of, I want off this plane right now, and I can't do it. Oh, I can't open the oh, door oh, for air. You could do it. You well, make a big enough fuss, they will set that thing can down. You, can you open those doors? They're pressurized. They're so pressurized, no. so I couldn't open the door. No, not for the most Row down a window? You can't. <laughs> <laughs> Don't have that. Crank down the window. So you're, what you're saying is you'll never get on an airline to Europe. No, I might can handle one for an hour to Origins, mm. which it would be an hour well, from here drive. to Origins, or an hour drive. and a half. So that's what I was going to put out here. Me and Bubba are mm. either going to go to Essen. I think I would just do that for this the cultural experience. But that's my other deal. Like if I'm going to go to Germany, like I want to see Germany, not just play board games while I'm there. It's like I would land and just be inside a building playing board games. We could get you. We a, could do that here could, at my you house. You could go do a get a loaderhauser. That's a that's a that's stockings. I'm sorry, loaderhausen. What's that or loaderhauser? What are those? What are those? I don't know. Warehouser is a tree company. I don't know what loaderhauser is. Um, so either we're going to do that, or we're going to go to Gen Con. I'd like to drive the Gen Con. We should just drive we the could Gen, do Gen Con. We could just drive the Gen Con. That's Indianapolis, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I drove to Chicago. Chicago. My wife makes fun of me because I say Chicago. Mm-hmm. What the do you city say? of the big shoulders. What do you say? I say Chicago. You say Chicago. Chicago. I say Chicago. Chicago. Is there a proper way? I don't know. Chicago, the windy city, but not for reasons you think. Uh, so, oh, fan mail. Sorry, you're supposed to be the host. You're really dropping down your your duties here. Should, should I take care of this? We've been talking. Oh, okay. Okay. oh you want me to guide everything? Uh, generally, that's how it goes. <clears throat> okay, uh, the newest episode of The Flash. Oh no, no, I take that back. Okay, never mind. Never mind. Uh, Matrix Four adds Neil Patrick Harris. It's going to be legendary. <laughs> Why would they add him? Uh, they, they, he's a doctor. Uh, he's he's the Zavago. No doctor. Well, you didn't watch his his uh, his uh, his sing along, Doctor Horrible sing along. Oh no, I don't like musicals. Okay, uh, Richard the Wolf. Except Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. He sent us an email. Richard the Wolf. I don't know. I just you know uh, that's that's his nickname. He's got a wolf as his avatar. Loopy. Which which that's that's. Means I'm not even going to delve into it, but yes, it means wolf. Uh, first and foremost, I need to know who is the official primary host. About. Well, that's been settled. That's been settled. And what special powers does he hold over the secondary host? Well, there is no secondary host. There's the host, which is Gabi. There's the star, which is I. And then there's the <laughs> production manager, which is Enrique. Who's uh, never here lately, by the way. His kidneys are getting rough. 
Uh, if he drink more than Dr. Pepper. He says, very interesting comment about rolling rides not being board games. I agree. There are no... There are no more a board game than a crossword puzzle or oh, word snap. search. Oh, snap. Shots fired. Sudoku. We don't call those board games, so why are ro- rolling rights considered equal? <clears throat> or a maze. Like, just a maze on a puzzle. I don't know. I guess so, to this, Gabby, I ask you. He says, how about dexterity games? How about social deduction? So, do you consider social deduction to be a board game? Well, this is, this is where I was. I, I emailed him back, and I said... It's semantics, like the words you use, mm-hmm. like the definition. Yes. So it's a matter of semantics, right? Mm-hmm. So are we talking about games that actually have boards? Is that what we're referring to only as board gaming? Probably not. Because uh, Dominion is like everybody's number one deck builder board game, right? Does it have a board? I don't know. I've never played it. What? Dominion. No, it's cards. Okay. Uh, the Mind. It's not. It's a card game. He referenced that in as well. What's that? A Diamonds that, that Fitzgerald made, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, basically, people will call board games anything that's not old. It's analog. It's tabletop. Right. So that's what but they... What about poker? It's it's a tabletop it's a, game. It's a, well, that's what I said. Now, are we going to define... What most people call board games are actually tabletop games. Right. Because they're people that's, it just depends on how exact you want to be in your wording. Yeah. Does it have a board? No. Is it a tabletop game? Yes. Does it fit in the category in which we think of modern board gaming? No, not poker. Yeah. Yeah, We're not a tabletop snobs. Right. Board games. And we enjoy board games. And it's interesting that neither of us, including Enrique, are involved in any type of living card games or no. really like any type of uh, miniature warfare games. Star Wars Destiny, not well, a board game. No, but we enjoy it. It's got cards and dice. It's got cards and dice. But uh, yeah, it's there's there's a there's, there's a definition. There's there's differences and I think that Rolling Rights to me, oh, I forgot Rolled West. I have Rolled West. Rolled mm. West. I looked it over. Really is a three-player game. Oh. Um but I'm 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 excited to play it. Me really? Her, yeah. As soon as Enrique gets back from long, no, even not, though it's a rolling right, right. Even though it's a rolling right, I want to do a rolling right special. We'll we do, did that. Well, we didn't basically. Have, well, we need to talk kind about it a little of. bit further, definitively. Okay. Oh, and I was thinking one we didn't discuss as well was uh, the first one I played, which was that rolling through the ages. Rolling. Oh, through the eight. Not it's my, roll through the ages. Roll through the ages. Roll through the ages. Yes, it's pretty decent. I, it was boring. I mean, it's okay, but that's like the first rolling right that I played. Mm-hmm. And there's a new one out called. Uh, I was the one that Space Biff just did a thing on. Oh, Rome, roll, Rome, Rome, and Roman roll, Roman roll, and it was. I got the same feel for that. Uh, thank you, Space Biff. You're building monuments. Spacebiff.com for the premier writing of board games. His review on Tapestry. The man illustrates pretty much the same issues that we had with it. As does Efka. As does who? Uh, yeah, I, I, Tapestry. I, I think I need to. I think I need to wind back a little bit of what I said about Tapestry on our podcast. Like I talked about it 
being, I'm going to walk some of this back. I think I said something about it being, um, I don't know if I used the term not play tested or I can't remember exactly what all I said about it, but we played it again. And I would like to emphasize that everything I said on that podcast, I meant it. Probably more so. Why, so. What are you walking been, back? Then? Should have been harder on it. I should have been harder on okay, it. Okay, I'm taking back my mild disapproval and reinforcing it with strong disapproval. Yes, it was pretty bad. We played it that second time or that third time for me, and yeah, you were floundering atrociously <laughs> and getting angrier by the moment. Yes, yes. Do you, how many times? Oh, I'm glad you oh, brought this up. But I like what Efka said. When you get close to the end on the uh, technology track, it literally requires you to pay back your technology cards for 10 points, which depending on how many of those spots you got open, you get like it, the resource that you've worked so hard to get that's running up your track. You're going to have to use that to pay off to get it. it, it listen to him. Say this is why he's better than me. And but he is not. <laughs> You're the much better host. Everyone's better than me. Oh, am I? Yes. It just showed. He said it was someone didn't play test this enough. Like it just didn't make sense. The stuff is just crazy. Two things. Two things. Two things. One that you brought up, not in connection with tapestry, but what I will hard merge in here. You brought up to me a few weeks ago mm-hmm. about sad fishing. Oh, yes, yes. yes. Gobby calls me in a rant. Going on about sad fishing, and I listen as, a, as any good friend <laughs> You're a would. Good friend, I sit here, and he goes on talking about so and so was on Twitter, and they were sad fishing, and so and so was That's on f- Facebook. Learned just and they were sad fishing, and so finally, with my abundance of humility, <laughs> I asked him, "What is sad fishing?" And he begins to describe that basically it's when somebody takes to whatever social media. And starts talking about how woe is me, life is terrible, in hopes that people will then come to that. Oh, you look good. Yes. Everything's great. Right, right. Oh, you're wonderful. Oh, don't do that. You're beautiful. That. Uh, that's that's not good. That's not good at all. And here's, I wouldn't think it's especially healthy mentally. It's not healthy mentally. I don't think that it is. And I feel like we've just now gone into like this is the Dr. Phil portion of our show. I'm listening. I think that if you Fraser Crane. Yes. I think that I love Fraser Crane. <laughs> I know. That's why I said. The I'm show listening. got ruined when Daphne and Niles got together. Toss salad and scrambled eggs. Well, why? Why would well, they this is a it's any show where the whole will they won't they? Will they won't they? The they they the them. I was speaking in old English. <laughs> will they? Will they? Will they? That when they get together, show's over. Right. I appreciate that in Jag, they never got together until like the Wait, last. Well, excuse me. Jag. Jag. You never watched Jag. That may be the first time I've heard Jag referenced in twenty years. <laughs> what? Jag's like Nobody. my. Jag's like my favorite show. There's like nobody watched Jag. Oh, I'm oh, just joking. Oh, I'm just joking. It was a big hit. It was a big hit on CBS. Oh, you might. That's like saying, no. like on NCIS. First of all, the eighty-year-olds and older. <laughs> sorry, did you I'm just sorry. knock 
NCIS. And JAG. You nope. know. Why does that even, what does JAG stand for? Judge Advocate nope. General. <laughs> Let me tell you right now, my wife, that- if my wife is listening to this, she's going to be angrily texting you I'm right sorry. now. Well, oh. she can put down her Werther's original and text me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that oh. was a burn and a half. But yeah, and Jag, they didn't get together. They went to like the last episode. I've literally never known anyone to watch Jag. I've watched You're every single first. episode like three times. Oh, that's amazing. How can you not? Uh, it's How very can simply. You? Very simply. Do you not? Oh. What else was on when Jag was on? Whatever it was, I was watching it instead. I I don't even know what to say. <laughs> okay, let me get this straight. You didn't you act like you were above friends, but here you're watching Jag this cliche procedural about the judge advocate general. No, it's about they investigate things that take place in the Navy. Oh, that's so different than they're NCIS. Lawyers. They're lawyers. It's a courtroom drama. Like, Do you know what else John can we Grisham? investigate? Yes, stuff happens. See, we've got Military. Mark Harmon. He's already doing the criminal investigation. Fun fact, NCIS was a spinoff from JAG. JAG single-handedly saved CBS. JAG <laughs> was one of the most important television... You're about to make me take my... I'm about to take, I'm about to take my sweater vest off right now. I cannot believe... You just kicked off your loafers in rage. This, just, this is not... This is... Yes. So, for instance, NCIS was a spinoff of JAG. You know, I see so many people cosplay as JAG characters. David James Elliott is Canadian. DJE? He is, he is literally one of the best things that came out of Canada. Uh, Catherine Bell looks good even today. Uh, you're saying people I don't know. Okay, what show are they in now? They don't have to. They're resting on their loyals. <laughs> they, they've got, they're done. They're done. That big jag cash. Yes, it's syndicated. Never seen it. Never seen an episode. Let me watch an episode and I might change my mind. I don't even know what to say. It went on for 10 years. I don't even know what to tell you. I'm sure it's it was a great show. Very it's a great original. show. You've upset me. We need to move on to whatever our topic is. Did you is. watch Murder She Wrote as well? No, I did not. Matlock? I did enjoy Matlock. <laughs> Ironsides? I didn't watch Ironsides. Why are you harassing me? Look, the guy. Look, I. I don't look. I, I give you fits. I don't give you too much fits about your Marvel comics. This oh, yes, and Marvel you comics do. that. Oh, doll! I've watched all twenty five. I, I didn't. Know, little did I know to get Jerry fired up. Let's discuss Jack. <laughs> it's a great show. Wow! It's a great show. Next time I go to Comic Con, I'll see if there's any actors from Jag there. They don't. They're retired. They're done. They did their bit for humanity and television, and they're done. Uh, so we played a game the other day. I'll let you compose yourself. For being the host, you are not very gracious. I might be the host. I I, I don't know if you're going to be able to maintain your primary host duties. I'm, I have really been thrown off, I have to say. I'm... I just, never did I expect that Jack to trigger Jerry with rage. No, no, it's, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, uh, so we played CSI a game. CSI Navy. That's what you might as well just call we, it. No, I'm not talking about it anymore. Law and no, Order I'm not talking about Navy. 
I am not talking. Where about was it. the show based at? San Diego? No, it, I'm not talking about it. It's done. It's done. We're done. We're moving on. No, we're not. This is a show about. This is not a show about Jag. I'm dedicating my next several minutes to looking up Jag facts. So we played a game the other day, one that I was super, super excited to play, called Irish Gauge. Now, Irish Gauge is a pretty straightforward game. It's one of those games similar to Concordia that has a very concise, very simple rule book. For instance, I think this was like one page, like front and back. In Irish Gage, you're using trains. You're building track from city to city on this map and also buying stock in these particular railway lines. And so the various color railways are out there. And on your turn, you'll select one, place them out there. And then you have also have the option of offering up an auction where the players go around and bid on stocks of these railways. It was a very respected game. I was wondering why you were going so heavily with the navy blue (laughs) in reference to Jag. I like to see it's not a reference if you have to say it's a reference to Jag. (laughs) His name was Harmon Rab. Rab. And he was. AKA Harm. Yes. (laughs) Is there something about that? Did you harm him? He was mentally harmed. Did he cause harm? He was mentally distraught because his father got shot down in Vietnam, oh. went MIA, and was never found until like season seven. He didn't know what happened Sounds to his father. Sounds like MacGruber. No, look, <laughs> you just you, you're doing this to rile me up, and I will not. I will not engage in you when you are like this. You're a terrible host when you get like this. <laughs> And it's a capstone game. I'm looking Irish up gauge. net worth of all the actors from Jack. <laughs> Irish Gage. You discussed the game. I'm on to something else. <laughs> you go ahead and look up how popular Jag was at the time. You do that. Cut your mic. <laughs> Irish Gage is My about God. investing in these railways. And then after you've invested in them, trying to connect them to these various cities. And then when they pay out... You, whoever has the various shares get the percentage of the, of the money. So what's interesting about this game is it's very simple to teach, very easy to learn. It's very easy to set up. It uses cubes uh, that you place out onto the various cities to indicate which color the city is, pink, black, white. And then in this bag, when you're ready to call for basically dividends, call for a payout for your well, railways, you reach into this bag, you pull out three cubes, you place them on the board, and those color cubes indicate what color cities pay out. And then all the railroads that are connected to those cities end up getting a certain amount of money, depending on how many cities they're connected to. And that money is divided up amongst everybody who has stock in those railways. I love stock games. Anything that is a stock game, I'm foaming at the mouth to play. And Irish Gage, as soon as I heard that it was described as a stock game, I was all about it. You were very excited. Very excited. First off, shout out to Atomic Empire. Yes. Atomic Empire is a board game shop in North Carolina. We've mentioned them before. They sent us this game. Denmark, North Carolina. Denmark. Something smells foul in Denmark. They ship very quickly. I think it's Dunham. Dunham. Dunbar. Dunbar. John Dunn. David da- Dunn. David Duke. Lieutenant Dunbar. David Duke's the racist. Dunbar oh. is the guy off, off of... Uh, kicking. Kicking bird. No, is it? 
You're confusing so. me. I thought, what? just cut all of this. Oh. I cannot stand the fact that... I'm done with this discussion. I'm done with this discussion, too. You know why? Because Jack is quality television. David James Elliott is worth $15 million. Yes. I'm shocked. I'm really shocked. You know he's worth more than Will Wheaton? Mm-hmm. There you go. He's worth more than many people. Well, he was the star of the Looked show. Up Catherine Bell. Well, this is the deal. If you get on, especially a CBS show back in those days, and you were the star of the show, and it lasted 10 years, you're sitting pretty. You're sitting pretty. Catherine Bell. Oh, wait. It's with a C. Not everybody in CBS did well. For instance, I think in the 90s, the number one rated show Catherine on Bell Network. CBS after 15 Jack, million as well. After Jag was Nash Bridges, <laughs> another excellent television show starring. Were you into that one as yes. well? Oh. <laughs> well, because they just come on right up. It's just like TGIF. No, you just sat there. No. You couldn't find the this remote. Was, no, so you was, just no. ended up watching Nash, them. All. Nash Bridges was Thursday Night Lineup. It was prime. Time. The remote, Jerry? No, oh, I don't know, no. Dad. Nash Bridges was basically a slightly toned down Miami Vice. <laughs> so you had Don Johnson with his buddy Cheech Marin, and then later after Baywatch got big and they took Yasmin Bleak off it, <laughs> oh, she come on. Yasmin. It was great. Never watched Nash Bridges either. The number one rated show on CBS. You never watched it. Nash Bridges Nash was Bridges. the number one rated show. Yes, uh, Don Johnson just like settled settled some sort of lawsuit against CBS, getting his royalties. It out was not Nash Bridge. Uh, it, uh, Jag final episode was two thousand five. Yeah, so it was ninety five. It was, years, it was 95 to two thousand five. So it came on when I was graduating high school. So why weren't That's you watching? Probably- <laughs> You had no excuse. Watching CBS was not on my priority list when I was graduating high school. Boy, boy, you missed it, man. You missed it. That would have been, let's see. Yeah, that's in the Baywatch days. Nothing back. Well, Baywatch, that that was just ludicrous. What? Luda? That was was crazy. That was was a time where that... That's a front to quality. You could television. literally, I agree. Okay, thank I you. I mean, it was literally just beautiful women jogging in bathing suits in slow motion. I did, I did appreciate, and it was a smash worldwide hit for a I long did, time. I did appreciate that David Hasselhoff like tried his best. Oh yeah, he was trying his best to sell it. But then again, he he was he, he should have stayed out of that. He had his Knight Rider money. What about Patrick Labyorto? Uh He is actually retired back to Louisiana. He's the he's the younger guy. Is he a Tibido? Yes, he's retired. Yeah. He's also been in some shows shows since then. Uh, well, uh, you're he was B- David James Elliott. He's been in like three movies since. Yeah, he was in. Uh, he played. He was John Wayne in the show that was directed. Trumbo. Yeah, Trumbo. See, I just saw that on Wikipedia. Yeah, you just can't beat me when it comes to Wikipedia. I got all these. I got this lined out. Irish Gage. I'm disappointed in it. Mm-hmm. We and started he, off very excited. Very excited. And initially, we're like, yeah, this is, yeah, buying stocks, doing the trains. Well, there's like three actions. You can buy a stock, you, know, you can auction, mm-hmm. lay a train. What was the other one? Uh, you can call for dividends or, you, for or dividends. you can place a cube out there to make a city, a large city. To, so it'll pay out dividends. And so this game is well respected. Capstone Games. This was another game they released this year. Was Pipeline, uh, and what it took me a while. Oh, for two. It took me a while playing this game to realize for why us. I didn't like it. 
So to buy the stock, you have to do an auction. And the auction is your turn. You declare an auction. Everybody has to bid on these stocks. And the stocks don't multiply. It's just the percentage of how much money you get. I did not like that. I did not like that. But the auction is the game. Most of the game plays out the same way. You're laying the tracks, certain areas. You're connecting certain cities. And then you have these auctions. And you have to be particularly aggressive in driving up your opponent's uh, bid so that they're spending too much money on these auctions. It's not an investment game is what I'm getting at. No. It's an aspect of it. It's more of a bidding game. Yeah. So when it falls into that bidding game mechanic for me, I love modern art. I love Medici. I love uh, high society. There's like scads of other bidding games that I love that this game can't compete with. I was really wanting a stock game, a light investment game, but what I got was a very, very light, almost not pick up and deliver. It wasn't pick up and deliver, but it was just an auction game. It was an auction game. The trains were little, and like they didn't vary in where they were located. So literally, we played two games, one right after the other. I had the orange train stock, so I was laying orange trains. Because of where it's located, I literally ended up putting it in the exact same spot because the other person did their same move, blocking me off. So I just put the orange train in the exact same spots. And I think that's how most of it went. The The trails that were chosen for the particular train colors pretty much went the same direction. Now, I'm sure that would change depending on player count and if you specifically wanted to try something different. But just playing one casual game after the other... The laying of the trains was not anything interesting. Uh, You have three points. If you're going to a difficult spot, that's two points for a train. An easy spot is one point. So you could go to two spots or three easy spots. Or if it's an occupied area, that's one and a half points. So you could go to two. I mean, you could divide it however you wanted. Not that interesting. The only interesting part was we were hoping the stock part. But if you ended up with the majority of the stock, it or even all the stock, it didn't benefit you. You just got that amount. If somebody else got a piece of that stock, then you got two to their one. It just wasn't interesting. We went from this to Airlines Europe for comparison purposes. Okay. Wait, my microphone isn't on. (laughs) To Airlines Europe for comparison purposes. Airlines Europe. Which is something you'll never do. Take the airline to Europe. I will never do that. And... It was like one of the first games I bought because uh, I remember people saying it's like a step up from Ticket to Ride. I don't get that because it, it is simple, but it's a stock. <laughs> it's a what? It's a it's an actual stock. It's game. an actual stock game. So if, if I have the most stock, I get the most money. So if you don't like Jag, try NCIS. After playing Irish Gage, I told Gobby, hey, let's let's bust out Airlines Europe. Airlines Europe, this edition that we have, was printed in 2011. Airlines Europe's actually much older. Airline Europe, to me, is Alan R. Moon's best game. To me, it's better than Ticket to Ride. It is a stock game that you are basically making these connections, these airline... Uh, much like you do on Tinder. 
you're placing airline connections out on this map of Europe. And you have to pay a certain amount of money to do so. And the more money that you invest in your airline, the more its stock goes up. Mm-hmm. Once it reaches certain areas on this board that that wraps on on the track, a board game, it makes it gives you so many victory points if you have the most stock in that company. So, like, if I have the most blue stock, I'll get six points. If Jerry has the second most, he'll get three points, and then the person gets one point. Yeah, like the, I like that because we're competing for those blue stocks. Then, and if I see you're going in heavy in on blue stocks, well, I'm, I'm, maybe I'll switch over to gray stock. And here's what's great about it is that deep down, it's a bluffing game. Yeah. So on your turn, you have a hand of cards. And the cards that are in your hand are just what you possess. They don't mean you anything have a hand to of you. Cards, yes, so the cards that are in your hand. Yeah, they're useless to you. Useless. They're useless until they're played out in front of you. Played out. And on your turn, the you game's can, not played out though. On your turn, you can play two cards of a different of two different Suit. airlines, or all the suits. All of them, you're right. Of one type. Just lay it all airline. down. So, so if I have six red stock of red airline, they got names, but I don't know that. Or red and blue, then I can play all six and you get two million apiece. Right. So you get money for playing these stocks, but also what happens is is that you want to let your opponents <laughs> you want to let your opponents spend their money to increase the stock of the airline right. and then all of a sudden, boom, you lay it all your cards. Yes. And as you place these airline connections you, you can get, ride their coattails basically that's what that's all, what the name of the game is after you no it's actually airlines europe after you play a, a airline connection riding you, coattails you we should make a game called riding, riding coattails, coattails. <laughs> and you just follow each other it's just a racing game it's just a rolling right i <laughs> rolled a, a tuxedo i roll i rolled a four you have to roll a three or less uh riding coattails if after you have made a connection, you can draw a card from one of the cards that are face up so everybody sees what stock you're taking in your hand, or you can blindly draw one from the top, keeping everybody ignorant to what you have in your hand. And so there's some strategy. Or to, there's strategy to that. And that's what I really like about Airlines Europe. So why would I and it is so simple. Like it, it, I love like that time the whole t- as soon as we start playing, I'm like, oh, this is what I love. I can either increase the stock i know i have or i'm not sure what jerry's holding he has some of the same stock i do i should shore up make sure i get the majority or just go after something completely different it's just it, it just in that alone aspect of the game there's a lot of strategy to it and bluffing like you said and trying to figure what's going on and i would say this why would you buy a new game when there is an older game that to me is better like i don't like this cult of the new what is happening now in the board game industry is that they're just recycling old mechanics with new themes over and over and over and over. And so unless you're into mediocre games, into mediocre games. And so unless I'm not going to purchase a game where I've got one sitting on the shelf that does what it does better. I would uh, Irish gauge basically tried to mix airlines, Europe and modern art, but it didn't. And it failed. I would play either of those over Irish Gage in a heartbeat. Well, I don't think it mixed them. It made the it made the mistake. Irish Gage made the mistake of getting outside of its lane and becoming something that's already the industry already has solid games in. Like if you're going to make a bidding game, it had better be a really good bidding game because there are fantastic bidding games already. If you're going to make a stock game. 
Well, there's good stock games out there, but a lot of them are very complicated. So go and make a light stock game or something that requires, you know, an investing investing game. Well, Airlines Europe right now, in terms of a light to medium weight next step game for investing, it's it's that's it. That is the game to beat. And so unless somebody can come up with something that's similar or greater than that, that does something different, that offers something new, there's no need to look anywhere else. If you haven't played Airlines Europe, you need to definitely seek it out. It's an older game. Like I said, it was made in like 2011, this this particular edition. It's actually older than that. Alan R. Moon, great game. Far superior to Ticket to Ride. I'm not a big Ticket to Ride fan, but uh, Irish Gage, it... it it just didn't. It just didn't click with us. It's too light, no. too samey, and there are just better games it, out there. I was gonna say it was okay, but it's not okay. In retrospect, like I, I, I don't want to play it again. No, we don't want to play it. Again. Well, as the host, should you sign off? As well, that's s- gonna do it for this episode. Uh, we hope to be the jag of board game podcast and that despite our mediocrity, we stay on the air for many, many, many years and make our hosts rich. You should, what about the star? You're supposed to say thank you for having me. And uh, me we wish Enrique here. was here, but he's not. Thank so. me for being here. And uh, until next time, I'm Gabby. This is Jerry. Thank you for listening to the Board Game Snobs. Stay classy. 